morning, morning, morning. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we'll start off in decency and order. And we're going to come out of Hebrews 10 and 22. And it says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. God wants you to draw near to him. He'll cleanse you. He will renew your mind. He'll he'll renew your spirit. You just got to have a relationship with God and you have to have it with a sincere heart, not wanting to gain something like he's a genie, but to actually have a full relationship where you're honest and you're transparent about what you're going through because God wants to know you. He's always been there. He's never went nowhere. He wants to know what you're going through so he can help you and be that way of escape when you feel like there's no hope. Amen. Well, dear Father, we just thank you this morning for waking us up. We thank you for all the things that you're doing. We we ask you right now to cover us. Be with us this morning as we wake up on this Sunday morning. We just thank you for everything that you're doing. Bless everybody that's waking up. Bless everybody that's on their way to church. Bless everybody that might be at church and listening to this in the podcast. God, just touch us, God, from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. If anybody's having any health issues, give us healing. Anybody that's having financial burden, give us a deliverance and a way financially, God. God, let us be able to see you fully for what you are, who you are, and what you do for us, God, so that we can be able to know what to do so that the vision that you give us can be complete. God, we just thank you for all the things that you bless us with. We bless, we thank you for the lessons that you give us and the things that you even took away because we know that there was a reason for it. God, we thank you. We honor you. and We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, I have something to say. You can find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter, or you can find me at Pastor Jaylon on Facebook, on my Facebook page, and hit me up with a line. See me Monday Monday through Friday, where I do inspirational messages, where I do scriptures, prayer starters, healthy living, all positive on my page go follow me go check me out also you can check um check out the anointed radio social media lv anointed radio on every platform so for instagram twitter facebook or you could check us out on youtube at anointed radio network today i have in the studio north las vegas councilman isaac barone hey 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 say something to the people Good morning, Pastor Jay, and I want to say uh, thank you for everybody uh, who's listening in to your show. I hope everyone's having a fantastic Sunday, and uh, of course, uh, I'm honored to be here. Amen. So, um, we have a few announcements. Next month, October, we have the Kingdom Image Awards, where Anointed Radio was nominated for the Best Media Outlet in 2019, so make sure that you stay tuned. We're going to have pictures. Um myself and some of my team will be heading out to columbus ohio to accept the award um you know i'm wow. speaking into existence accept the award you know i know we nominate but i'm i know we're gonna go to go out there represent las vegas and get the award amen i'm confident in the god that i serve so i know that we're gonna go out there get the award and bring back the trophy for las vegas amen 
Congratulations. And, oh, thank you. You know, we're, we're nominated for the um, Podcast Award for 2019. Definitely go out there and check us out for Podcast Award 2019. Go out and vote for Anointed Radio Network. And um, I'm nominated for SpeakerCon in November. Um, the first week in November, I'll be going to Washington, D.C., nominated for two awards, Podcast Award and Faith-Based Speaker Award. Uh-oh, somebody's at my door. Turn that off. Amen. So, so many things are happening. We are transitioning into award season. It's uh, it's going to be amazing. There's a lot of things coming up. So, definitely stay tuned. Keep your eyes on our social media. We have a whole lot of stuff coming. But, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go into the mix. And I'm feeling on this morning... We'll play some Hezekiah Walker every praise, and we'll see you guys in a minute. Let me hear the worshipers! Where's all of my praises? I want everybody around the world to put your hands together because all the praise belongs to God. Here we go. Yeah. 
Hey, this is a little something. A little song that just says everybody's excited about somebody or something, you know. But this somebody I'm talking about, I can't live without, you know. I can even remember being back in church, maybe at my grandmother's house. They may have testimony service, you know. And somebody would stand up and just say one simple thing. Say, Jesus is all. Yeah, that's what they say. About the time when I didn't have a dime, I thought if I could just get paid, I would be just fine. But the money let me down, yes it did. It couldn't even buy me love, so I gave Jesus control of my life, and I'm really satisfied. Now I'm gonna let you know. about lift your hands to the lord and stay with me in rfc
believe it, come on up in here. Clap your hands. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah.
listen friends, this is not the time to be timid. You can no longer think less of yourselves because of that situation, those setbacks or life stumbling blocks. I challenge you not to allow the insecurity of others to mislabel your confidence as arrogance and cause you to doubt who you are. You have made it to your moment and things are about to pick up speed. This is your moment, this is your hour, this is your season, and this is your time. You are not fighting for the victory, you're fighting from your place of victory because victory is already yours. So gone are the days of I used to be or I shall be. Your declaration must be, I am a champion. 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 I have the victory. I have a victory. See, I am a champion. 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 I have the victory. I have a victory. Say, I have the victory. I have a victory. I have the victory. Riding in the woods, I 
champion. I am a champion. I am a champion. I am a champion. I have a victory. I have a victory. I am a champion. 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 I have a victory. Amen. That was Misty Elliott with Champion. And we're going to go ahead and go into the interview. And I'm going to bring Councilman Isaac Barone onto the air for his interview. And you get to now get the Pastor Jay famous icebreaker question. Cool. So the icebreaker question is this. What is your favorite subject in school? I think the only thing that, you know, uh, as a student, you know, I, I, I've been teaching uh, at the same high school that I graduated from, Rancho High School, where, of course, we are colleagues. Right. Uh, Pastor Jay. Um, don't, you know, what kept me in school, quite frankly, was uh, the band program. Um, I wasn't a band nerd. I was the band geek, the band geek. I was the band president. Uh, nerds, of course, are smart. So, um, <laughs> but what, what actually kept me in school, uh, because I, I had more than enough credits to graduate, had already passed all my proficiency exams, I took classes early, I probably didn't even need to go my senior year. The, the reason uh, why I stayed in school, though, um, quite frankly, was the band program. Um, now, uh, I've always had a penchant right for uh, studying history, the social studies, and that's probably why I'm a social studies teacher. Although I started off in the school district as an ELL, uh, ESL teacher, right? But um, there's, uh, there, there's places where it coincides, you know, the arts and, um, and history. And when I teach uh, history, um, I like to teach it through the perspective of engineering and through the arts. Amen. Okay. So one thing I will get started, tell a little bit everybody, you know, where you're from and, you know, how you got to be Councilman Isaac Barone. Thanks, thanks. Um, well, you know, I'm lifelong resident uh, of the Valley and North Las Vegas primarily. Um, I, I grew up, uh, for, for your uh, listeners who have been here in the Valley for a long time, I grew up on uh, right off of Donna Street in Cary. And um, you know what that means. I mean, I, I had the, the full uh, Donna Street experience. I, I uh, was bused in those days. Uh, we still uh, bus children from uh, my uh, neighborhood to what's considered a predominantly white area, uh, C.C. Rano Elementary, uh, and then uh, Jim Bridger, Rancho High School, where I graduated from in 1987. And then um, I wound up uh, going to UNLV. Um, it's really curious. Uh, I wound up uh, buying a home right around the corner from Rancho High School, uh, of course, where I graduated from. I had no idea I was going to be uh, still living in, kind of like in the neighborhood. I, uh, as a young man, I envisioned, I, I envisioned myself being far away. Uh, you know, I envisioned myself with a career as a, as a pilot or being in the Navy. Well, you know, sometimes those things don't work out like that. Um, turn, you know, I actually am uh, considered pretty severely disabled because I have arthritis, you know. Um, and so the Navy career was just not going to happen, right? And you can never tell um, where you're going to be. So. Before I knew it, you know, um, I was going to uh, UNLV, and my mom had kind of inspired me 
she had suggested that I become a teacher uh, when, when um, you know, back before she even passed away. And unfortunately, she uh, wasn't around. You know, she had passed away when I was still only 19 years old. So she never had a chance to see me uh, actually graduate from UNLV and become a teacher. And uh, surprises, surprises, you know. I mean, um, my first uh, job, actually, I, I lived uh, away from Las Vegas. I had to go 500 miles away uh, from here. And, but I discovered a lot about myself. Um, and then uh, I came back to teach at Rancho High School, where I had graduated from. It's like I had never left the place, and I did my student teaching there, too. And um, as in the course of uh, being, and uh, it was great because I lived right around, the, and I still have this little house that, uh, that I'm, um, I'll be moving back into, actually, right around the corner from Rancho High School. And um, uh, at first, I'm just a, a humble teacher. I, I, think I still consider myself a humble teacher, but I became the advisor. You know, I was coaching soccer, but I became the advisor to the Rancho High School Hispanic Student Union. And in my in the course that um, of doing that, you know, I um, we made made it kind of like the mission of the the club to of course do community engagement. We did a lot of that school engagement, um, cultural awareness, but we also did a little bit of activism in the community and some political involvement uh, as well. And uh, because that that there is a um, there is um, I think a necessity for that for young people to think about what their place is. In the society, and we prepare them for leadership roles in the society. And so, um, before I knew it, I was getting more involved in activist kind of um, operations there in the city, um, and in, in our, our in our society here in general. So then I'm looking around, and um, I came to the realization that the one place where you know here I am, I'm training future uh, 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 young men and women to to get to get into politics, to get into law. Uh, hopefully in careers and, and medicine and we're doing all that. But then I realized, I looked around and um, the one place where I saw there was a dearth uh, of people was in local government. Mm. You know, and of course, you know, I mean, um, as much as I respect what the, what the, what the uh, federal uh, system of government does for us and the state, um, quite frankly, it's not the state that keeps the light on. Right. You know, they're, they're not the ones who will fix your, your, your potholes. They're not the ones you call up when you have problems with a neighbor with a dog that's barking all night, okay? Um, they're not the ones who hire the police. They're not the ones who hire the fire department. They're not the ones who will keep the lights, you know, <laughs> the traffic system running. It's your local government who really does a, a daily impact. And at the time, you know, I really didn't see much in the way of um, local um, government. Ooh, a little bit of a feedback here. Oh, there, that's <laughs> cleared up now. So um, I didn't see much in the way of like uh, local leadership from <laughs> people um, who look like me, quite frankly. So um, I um, I took it upon myself um, uh, because I, by this time, by 2012, you know, a lot of people knew who I was and what we're into. And in 2013, I ran for uh, the city government there in the city of North Vegas. And I wound up becoming um, the first uh, elected Latino local leader in the city of North Las Vegas. Amen. That's history making. Yeah. Th thank you. Thank you. Um, I. Um, uh, it makes me a little bit sad because, of course, you know, my ward is like seventy percent, approximately, even a little bit more than that, Latino. Um, and the city of North Las Vegas, you know, it is the only city uh, that we are the minority majority. You know, we're, we're uh, like what, thirty-eight, uh, almost forty percent Latino. Uh, about uh, almost 30 percent, you know, Afri African American. We are clearly the majority, you know, in, in, in our city. But 
it took, uh, how long did it take since 1946, which is when our city was founded, till 2013, to have the first elected, you know, Latino leader? It's, it's kind of like, you know, um, it, it was time, I think. So, um, but uh, we went in and went in at a time when the city was under a lot of stress. You know, we were about to be taken over. Um, my uh, principal uh, area codes that I represent, 89030, 89081, uh, but, but, but uh, these were, um, our zip codes in North Las Vegas were uh, in the top five, not, not top 10, not top 50, in the top five for zip codes with the most foreclosures wow. you know, during the economic uh, downturn. And it was drastic because, you know, um, when they, I, I, I tell people, it's not very nice to, to, to say, but um, when the financial um, crisis hit, North Las Vegas was probably one of the very first communities to get hit, to feel it, and we're probably one of the last communities to dig our way out. Um, and, and it was tough. You know, we went uh, from having uh, about 2,500 employees to serve the city, that, which includes uh, all the cops, all the firemen, and everybody else. To half that because you know the city was under that much of a uh, of a of a financial meltdown, and um, unlike other states, um, there's no um, mechanism. There's no um, uh, there there's no bankruptcy mechanism in the state of Nevada. If a city cannot meet its financial obligations, you lose the city charter. You are no longer a city. So we're looking at getting taken taken over. By the state, which actually would have meant, would have probably would have been taken over by Clark County right. slash Las Vegas, which, um, well, that would have been problematic, I think, for our residents. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy because um, there's so many, which a lot of people don't know, there's so many unincorporated cities mm -hmm. here in the valley. You know, we have Paradise, we have um, Enterprise. Sunrise Manor. Right. And... Why are each one of these cities, because you know one thing that I look at, which I think it goes back to your point, is that we can't vote for a lot of things, because unless it's Clark County, mm -hmm. we don't have a mayor. We don't have a lot of things. You can't even run for where you live at, because now think about this, the mayor of Las Vegas, you think you live in Las Vegas, but if you live in Southern Highlands, like, you know, Southern Highlands or... You live in, you know, was where's a good another place? Fort Apache, Summerlin type area. You can't run for mayor. No, you, you can't. Um, well, you know, it, it's just an outgrowth of. Uh, but we're considered Las Vegas. You uh, see, most people. No, a lot of people don't even know where they live. You know, uh, when um, you're abroad, um, people ask you where you're from. Uh, I say in North Las Vegas because, of course, I represent North Las Vegas, but oftentimes they say, what? Where are you from? Then, then we just switch to just say Las Vegas. Oh, okay, we know that. And um, I, I'm sure even, you know, people who are from Henderson, when they tell people, uh, you might be like in, in Scotland, you know. So, where are you from, laddie? Right? Oh, and you say, hey, well, I'm from Henderson. Henderson, never heard of it. Right. Uh, the Las Vegas Valley. Oh, okay, we got that. It, it's one of these legacy things where, of course, you know, um, uh, once upon a time, you could uh, you could actually see the delineation between Las Vegas and North Las Vegas, which of course is its own little city, but you know the city that the communities have very much grown together. Um, a lot of people don't realize that hey, if you live if you live in the valley south of Sahara, you there's a very good chance that you probably don't live in Las Vegas proper, and you know it's just you know um, one of these legacy type of things. I do tell people that if you live in North Las Vegas, you'll know right away. Because if your street side is blue, 
Yeah, you know, you live in North Las Vegas. Right. But, you know, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. But, you know, um, we do have, of course, you know, um, the county government, which, you know, represents all the county. And um, relative to other, uh, to other places, this county government, the Clark County government, is actually quite powerful because, of course, so much of the population that's not um, actually uh, part of Las Vegas, Henderson, or uh, North Las Vegas is unincorporated. That's actually um, the largest, you know, uh, like for instance, uh, uh, what we consider East Las Vegas, unincorporated Clark County if, uh, on the east side. If they were to actually, uh, uh, there was talk here uh, a couple of years ago for them to go ahead and, and incorporate their own city. If they were to do that, they'd become the third largest city in the state of Nevada. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they'd be, uh, right now, uh, their population would be just under 300,000. North Las Vegas' population is at a quarter million, 250,000. So they'd be still bigger than us. And that's a lot of people. Right. And so, you know, uh, needless to say, uh, the county, of course, uh, the county government, Clark County uh, government, does hold uh, a lot of sway, you know. And you do have representation with the, with the seven commissioners there. And, um, gosh, it's, um, it's uh, how should I say this? There's a delicate balance between uh, the county government and dealing and how they deal, of course, with uh, North Las Vegas, Las Vegas, and Henderson. Okay. So I wanted to kind of ask you, going um, a little bit to the right, on some accomplishment, because I believe you were part of the project of having the Mayan movie theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Being established in North Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, I, I, I tell you, you know, we had to work really super hard, you know. Um, uh, I think most people don't realize how close we were to losing, I guess, the government of uh, the city of North Las Vegas. Um, we had to have lots of people, uh, several of the unions actually buy in and accept just a little bit uh, uh, less money just to make us financially uh, uh, solvent. But the vision that we came in with was to go ahead and to avert, uh, to uh, address immediate issues and to avert future issues we looked at what we could do to build a better future. And so what we looked at was, uh, of course, attracting business, uh, making, business uh, making our government a little bit leaner, uh, a little bit uh, smarter, getting all we could out of the people that we had, but also attracting new businesses and raising the value of the, uh, the businesses that we have. And so um, I'm, I'm very happy to say that I was part of the, these deals you know, to uh, offer, for instance, expedited plans checking and over-the-counter business license to help attract um, our, our future friends who did a very good job bringing them into the city of North Vegas. Um, we can go, we can take our projects, uh, if someone wants to start a business in North Vegas, we can take a project from design and uh, the uh, groundbreaking to the actual having the business working, right, all nice and built. Sometimes what they know in less than a year, which is almost unheard of. Um, we had to, uh, of course, you know, listen to what uh, our residents wanted. We upgraded the image, of course, of the city quite a bit. We're doing simple things that involved uh, doing away with graffiti that didn't crack down on on kids, which, of course, a lot of the kids who are graffiti artists, they're little, they're kids of color that, quite frankly, look like me and you, uh, right. the, the, uh, there, uh, Pastor Jay. So um, we incorporated technology to. Uh, uh, there's, there's actually, uh, if you live in North Las Vegas, if you're listening and you live in North Las Vegas. You should go to our website and download Contact NLV. Uh, you can literally uh, take a picture of and get a satellite reporting uh, and same day service oftentimes 
for any sort of um, graffiti you might see in, uh, anywhere in the city. We guarantee three days, but oftentimes taken care of the same day. Little things like that to help bring about the image. <coughs> so we did a very good job attracting large businesses, and we've added literally 10,000, 15,000 jobs easily. You know, right. probably more than that. And of course, there's a there, there's a there's a ripple effect into the whole you know, uh, for the whole valley. But for me, the hardest challenge was redeveloping the downtown area because you know. When people here in North Las Vegas, not always the very best image comes into place. Right. And a lot of it had to do, of course, with the image of the downtown, the urban core. Uh, the same thing was with Henderson. Uh, years ago, you know, before they had a really nice um, uh, mental picture, a, a nice, you know, um, how should I say, reputation, we said uh, Henderson, people would think Hooterville, uh, that Henderville. Uh, a lot of it had to do, of course, with their urban core. But they, they, the, the, the city of Henderson, much to their credit, they did a lot to change that around. And I realized that for us, we had a lot to change for, uh, for us. So for, for me personally, since uh, much of um, the downtown core is in Ward 1, I focused on one little piece of property that was right across the street from uh, City Hall. Now, um, it, was, it, was a, it was a piece of property, 40 acres, on Las Vegas Boulevard North. It should have been prime property. Couldn't get anyone to build on that. Uh, for a while there, we almost had a soccer team. Before the Las Vegas Lights, there was another team that was coming in. And we almost had them in that spot. But it turns out, uh, I, a, a gentleman that I don't know if you know who he is, his name is Motosuma Sparsa. He's a civil rights activist from the 1960s. He's the, the, the kind of guy where, as a young man, he actually led the original walkouts. Actually, they were called the blowouts in Los Angeles to protest you know, um, underserved uh, students' conditions there, in, in uh, Latino conditions especially, in Los Angeles. He was part of that group of students who led the walkouts. And um, as, a, as an adult, he became a movie producer, a movie director, and then he realized that, of course, to, that he should, I guess, do a little bit more vertical integration, he started the Maya Cinemas. But instead of going, you know, his model was going into an area that was kind of like financially downtrodden, that had a high Latino and or uh, other minority population that was considered to be, you know, a low income kind of area. And he realized that there was an opportunity there. And so uh, we met with him and I realized that that was just the right project for this spot right here. And so um, we were at, we were, uh, we were able to, to help him once he was able to acquire uh, control of the land. We were help him. We were able to help him get his project up and running in, in pretty quick time. And they launched uh, what uh, here in early uh, in early January. And if you were to go to the downtown area here, say on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, typically when you know people don't go to a movie, you'll see that parking lot filled with hundreds of cars. Right. What it means is each week, thousands of people come into the downtown North Las Vegas area that otherwise would not be coming. Right. Besides getting, of course, you know, um, money, of course, in the form of uh, uh, taxes, you know, paid to the city, you know, uh, and of course, there's a nice profit for uh, uh, for um, uh, Maya Cinemas. What's happening is people are beginning to think of the downtown core of North Las Vegas in a little bit different way. Mm. Now. When, when people say, hey, well, let's go down to downtown Las Vegas, instead of people going, ooh, why would I want to do that? People might say now, oh, yeah, I went to a movie uh, over there at, at Maya Cinemas, 
and it was a pleasurable experience. Right. And what and what we're what we're hoping to do that's going to be the the cornerstone, along with we're opening a, a brand new uh, library and uh, public space. Uh, we're opening up lots of other uh, projects there in North Las Vegas. It's really you know a rent uh, rents are kind of high. I guess that's it's kind of uh, kind of strange, and um, I think because um, what, what do you call that the um, um, it's a it's a, um, uh, it's a real estate deal. Um, Occupancy rate is actually very high uh, in the area, and so uh, a theater like in many other parts of town. I guess if you live in the southwest, it probably wouldn't be a big deal. If you're like you know in Henderson and in, in one of the upper uh, upper scale parts of Henderson, it wouldn't be a big deal. But for downtown Las Vegas, it's actually founding a, a, a cornerstone of what we're trying to build for the future. And a lot of people now they're looking at what they can do to be a part of that. And it's kind of funny because you know those those opportunities were always there. Um, Broadacres Marketplace, you know the swap meet. Um, every weekend they get forty, fifty thousand people in there, probably more, right? Uh, a nice busy weekend. And uh, if there were a mall, they would be considered like a big success. Right. But because, quite frankly, mostly it's a, a Latino kind of uh, kind of t- thing. It's not seen as mainstream. You know, yeah, although of course it's open to anybody and it's. You know, capitalism at its, at its finest, right? Um, it's not really considered mainstream, but most definitely, you go there a Friday night, a Saturday night, where they actually have entertainment to go along with shopping, right? They knock it out of the park. That's and true. so, if you have the right project, and if you know what your customer base is, right, you can help these businesses make the connection and make a new success for the future. True. And so, that's what you know uh, we've been using, what I've been using here to bring back the downtown core. And I'm kind of hoping I can spread that to other parts of the valley, including North Las Vegas. Okay. So this will go ahead and be last question. And um, So is there any other um, position in government that you're thinking about pursuing? Well, actually, you know, um, we talked about the, uh, the county government. Um, I haven't made the, the, the announcement official, but I can go ahead and tell you here. I, I'm sure it's not a problem. On, uh, we're planning uh, the kickoffs. Uh, for my campaign for Clark County Commission D on October 9th. Now, Commission D, uh, currently it's held by uh, one of my very good friends, um, Commissioner Lawrence Weekly, who he's represented Commission D, oh gosh, for, for over a decade there, right? But he'll be turned out in 2020. And uh, what I'm hoping I can do is bring a little bit of that know-how, a little bit of that um, vision that we have for uh, downtown Las Vegas and help spread it into the rest of the district. Um, I, um, I look forward, it, it, it'll be a big job, and if I'm elected, if I, I gain the um, confidence of the voters, I'll have to give up my position uh, on the city council in North Las Vegas, and quite frankly, my, my position as a teacher, because this entire time, of course, I've been working two jobs. I'm still a teacher, that's my daytime job, my, my, uh, and then, of course, uh, doing my uh, stuff in the afternoons, evenings, and almost seemed like uh, all other times to be city councilman. But um, I think it's a worthwhile effort, and I think uh, I what would separate me from most other people is I, I have always been here in the district, and uh, quite frankly, I, I think I have a vision that's attainable, that is practical, and I think we can deliver it. Amen. Well. First of all, I want to just say thank you for coming on today. Oh, it's a, again, I learned, actually, you know, I, what I really appreciate more than anything else is getting to know you 
Pastor Jay, even better than I knew before. You're an onion. And it's kind of funny. You're a low-key, very humble guy, a servant uh, of the Lord there, right? And I had no idea. And actually, I really appreciate when I do these things, right? The one thing I will someday when I walk away from, uh, from my job as a teacher or whatever government form I'm in, the thing I'm always going to appreciate is meeting people and getting a chance to work with them. And today, for me, it was a real treat to come in and to learn a lot more about you, your beautiful family. Amen. And, um, hey, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy I'm actually very easy to get a hold of. Um, you can always drop me a line. I always, I'm always uh, free to share my personal cell phone, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 702-677-7445. That's me. That's my personal cell phone. I, I give that one out everywhere. And um, you can also email me at Isaac Barone. NLV at gmail.com. Isaac Barone, I S A A C B A R R O N N L V at gmail.com. And um, if you go to the, uh, to the uh, uh, for non political issues and for all city issues, if you need to get a hold of me, you have a friend who wants to start a business in North Vegas, or there's even a light out, you can always you know, just contact me at the city of North Las Vegas. Um, you can just go to the website. You'll see my smiling, handsome face there, right? You can click on that. It'll, it'll, it'll take you a link to uh, my email. And I'm pretty good at give, about getting back to people. Amen. So we definitely thank you for coming on once again, Councilman. Um, if there's anything that we can support in any future campaign, let us know. And we definitely will be here as a support system. And we just thank you as an organization. Thank you so very much. And um, again, uh, it was truly a big honor to be here. And I look forward to maybe coming. Uh, uh, if you ever need anything from the city of North Vegas, anything you need to know, please invite me back. Um, that's whether or not I get in, uh, get elected to another uh, office. That that election's not until next year, anyhow. Right. But um, I'm your humble servant over here. Awesome. So we we'll, we thank you, and it's about that time. So Cletus, it comes in all time. So this is Pastor Jay, and this is another show of Anointed Radio. We just thank everybody. Make sure you go and follow, favorite this pot, the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you go download the Anointed Radio app. Make sure you go follow Anointed Radio on all social media platforms at LV Anointed Radio. And one thing I would like to leave with you today is to remember this. Always chase the vision that God gives you. But in the process of it, you have to trust God's process because in that process, he will show you patience and humility. And those two major tools is will be the things that get you to your success. So this is Pastor Jay. I'm signing out and y'all have a great rest of your Sunday. See ya.